This episode of the Naperville Moms Network is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Edgewood Clinical Services, providing comprehensive counseling and mental health services. the Naperville Moms Network. My name is Dr. Kathy Subber, and I'm joined again by Erica Lopez, Sarita Arellano, and Patty Minglin. This month, we talk about one of every mom's favorite topics, sleep, or should I say lack of it. Erica, you have the youngest kids of everyone. How's that going in your house? (laughs) (laughs) It's not, you know, um, It's it's, it's not. And it's funny because, it's not funny, when you are in your last trimester, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're uncomfortable sleeping as a woman, right? And people say, it's preparing you for when you don't <laughs> sleep at all. Or, you know, you're newly pregnant, get your sleep now. Uh-huh. Cause you're not. And we make all these jokes and we talk about it, but at the end of the day, it's not funny. And no, my no. son didn't, I actually had to end up getting an outside resource to help me because he never slept through the night and then he reached about 13 14 months and I searched for some outside help because I had tried everything and a lack of sleep meaning being woken up several times throughout the night is a form of torture and you <laughs> yes. turn into a different person mm-hmm. i mean my husband is like who are you yeah. you know I, I am someone who hasn't literally slept through the night in 13 months 14 months 15 mm-hmm. months um and it's a struggle and it's so real and a mm-hmm. lot of times the responsibility lies on the woman because we're maybe nursing you yeah. know and nourishing the child or they just plain out and want their mom. In my case, I was um, staying at home even past a maternity leave. So then there's that guilt of, well, you know, my husband has to get up for work. Uh I can stay in these stained PJs all day. (laughs) Therefore, it's okay that I'm having to get up, you know, Mm -hmm. every two hours. But it's not okay. And then you're not your best self and your best mom. So it's we joke about it, but it's really at the end of the day, you need to learn how to ask for help. Yeah, you know? I, I, don't, I think it's so overwhelming. And like you said, you joke about it. People joke when you're pregnant, like, oh, get your sleep, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And kidding. I don't think you really get it until you're in the middle of it. Right. Um, and I remember just being like getting angry over things that I shouldn't be getting angry Mm -hmm. over, right? Some women then end up having some postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, when we sleep, that's when our bodies are healing. That's when our muscles are healing. That's when uh, everything is is being able to recalibrate for another new day. And when you don't get that full sleep, it really can affect you emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. mentally. Um, It's a tough thing. Yeah. And I think asking for help is the perfect thing because then they also say after you have a baby, well, when your baby's napping, that's when you should be napping. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't always work work out right. Then who's Mm going to do the cleanup? Right. Right. And so I think that, and we, for some reason, when we have babies, we feel like we should be able to do that all. And we Mm -hmm. should do it on less sleep than we were normally getting. And we can't. We're not functioning at our highest. And have like the perfect house, uh, you know, at the same time. So asking for help, I think, is a really important thing. Mm -hmm. And asking for help so you can go take a nap is okay. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't mean you're not doing as much work as somebody else. Like you need that for right. sure. Right. right. I, I think 
that was the hardest part for my husband and me becoming a new parent, realizing how lack of sleep affects you a lot. Mm -hmm. And in our case, we both were working full time and I stayed home only for a month and had to go back from maternity leave. So we shared the nights and to function the next morning at work, not feeling like a zombie was really hard. So even if to this day, if you were to ask my husband, what was the hardest part about being a parent? He would say, you know, that was really hard to adjust. You never adjust and yeah. you never cope. Right. So you have to find ways to mm -hmm. either ask for help. For us, a big game changer was sleep training. Mm -hmm. So with yeah. our first child, we didn't know. So she didn't sleep through the night till probably at five months. And I remember going to some of the playgroup mom gatherings and some moms would be, okay, my child slept through at <laughs> two to three months. I'm like, what are they doing? Why isn't that happening uh, for us? So when we had our second child, we started much earlier and that really was a game changer. Mm -hmm. So the book that I loved was uh, Healthy Sleeping Habits, Make yep. a Happy Child. I probably yep. should say happy parent as well. Um, but even to this day, when I have to give a gift to a new parent, that is my go-to book. Mm -hmm. And recently, my uh, daughter's dance coach at high school had a baby, and she's also a psychology teacher. Mm -hmm. So I gave her the book, and I was interested what her perspective mm -hmm. would be. And three weeks later, I got a message, and she said, thank you so thank much. You so and much. that We're was the game changer. So yeah. sleep training your child early on is really important. Not for everyone, though. <laughs> Not for everyone. Because Absolutely. I read them all, and I yes. read that when I read Happiest Baby on the Block, and I said, well, mm -hmm. I have the unhappiest baby. <laughs> um, and it, for me, it was the second one. I right. did everything. I did. You, you can follow the books, but at the end of the day, each child is it's so very different. different. Yes. Right. And so, and we see that, right? Mm -hmm. well, we raise them in the same way, and yet they turn right. out completely differently. Right. So, you know, my daughter did, and, and then my son did not. Mm -hmm did not and I would you know do follow every step and leave him alone and even when I would talk to someone right. an, an expert in the field they would say you know the and the older they get the more stamina they have mm -hmm. so it, it, it is definitely easier to train them when they're younger right yeah. three four five yeah. months because then at 18 months Absolutely. They can cry for four, five yeah. hours, yeah, and that is time. normal. So, I mean, try listening to your kid cry for four hours. <laughs> you can't even do four minutes, 40 yeah. minutes. So it's, um, it is. I agree. Oh, as they get so older, it's harder. It's harder. Yeah. And you don't know any better, you know. Yeah. You're learning as you go, so. Mine never um, got in my bed. I know I'd have friends who said, why don't you just yeah, let them right. sleep with you? Mm -hmm. Mine just never got out of bed. They just screamed for me to come, um, <laughs> which is good because I never wanted to then replace one right. healthy have unhealthy right. habit with another. Mm -hmm. So I just then have to go through that transition right. of like getting them out of your bed. But then friends yeah. or even my parents would say, well just let them sleep with you. You slept with us. It's fine. <sighs> yeah, but I already have one issue to deal with. Let's just figure it out. I want them in their bed mm -hmm. sleeping. You mm -hmm. know? I have families that are mm -hmm. patients of mine that they have co-slept forever and that works yeah. for them. Right? Whatever works. It's, totally. It really is, gosh, what works for me, what works for my child? Mm -hmm. How can we 
in the beginning, just get some freaking mm -hmm. sleep, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, the long-term effects of sleep loss can travel into every single right. part of your mm -hmm. life, as we've already talked about, you know, right. and we have, and we all have little older kids, so, mm -hmm. I, you know, no one's waking up in the middle of the night, you know, going, mommy, mommy, I had a bad dream. No, you know? but I don't mean to, like, be the bear of bad news of older <laughs> children, but you, mm -hmm. as they get older, you're not going to be getting the full night's sleep either, yeah. because then it's other things, like when they first learn to drive, yeah. mm -hmm. I could never even think about mm -hmm. closing my eyes before they got home, and then mm -hmm. when they go off to college, which, you know, I mean, I can't, they stay up way longer than I could possibly stay up, <laughs> but it's like you, you do, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, what could it be, okay? or are they yeah, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. or if your phone rings and you automatically, so I don't even think now I am getting probably mm -hmm. like decent sleep. I right. mean, I certainly, I don't have kids waking me up in the mm -hmm. middle of the night right. and they, I have a, you know, child that's probably sleeps till noon during, you know, during summer <laughs> specifically, but I, I think that I, my body's still kind of Tense. back to mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. kind of listening for the cry. I think I'm still kind of yeah. listening for the phone to ring or yep. what are they doing? And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I don't think I'm still getting. I don't know when that's going to happen. But that is a really good I'm, point. I'm really I, concerned. Yeah. My oldest is 22, and I'm still like, mm. when, when do I not worry right. anymore? When do I not worry and, mm -hmm. and yeah. actually sleep through the night? I think once you become a mom, you never really going to deep sleep. It's, you want to be asleep, but God, you want to be, be like, so ready sorry. for anything. Yes. I, well, with being divorced, you know, my kids were, I think, three and four, four and five when we got divorced. And I, I really struggled with, I'd wake up and they weren't there. And it was a really wow. weird transition for yeah. me. And at some point, emotionally for me, I had to not say I don't care about them, of course. That's, of course, I care about them the most. But when they weren't with me, I had to kind of turn off mm -hmm. that internal worry all the time right. because if I was going to do that, I was going to drive myself nuts. Right, right. Yeah. And it was going to be all the time. Like, you know, you're with them all the time and now they're at college. But at the same time, when they're under your roof, you can go check on them if you mm -hmm. want. I couldn't do that. Right. So mm. I kind of had to almost break off a little bit yeah. to keep my own sanity. I think that's actually really healthy. Like, I mm -hmm. think that you need to, especially when they go off and be their own people because you yeah. can't be worried about them every moment of the day for right, sure. Right. And you can control how much you let your mind worry about something. Right. right? I mean, I talked to countless women that have problems falling asleep, mm -hmm. staying asleep. Yes. Um, I just downloaded an app on my phone that does um, uh, meditation. meditation. And that's been really nice. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of walks you through making your body feel more heavy mm -hmm. and then make it feel lighter and then yeah. you know looking at the back of your eyes and picturing different things and so even when I don't have that on it's been a good tool yeah. for me to be able to fall asleep a little bit easier right I love it I, I mean I try I try the meditation I'm one of those that in yoga they're like and concentrate on this and I'm thinking and I've got four loads of laundry <laughs> right and did I make the lunch and did I you know and it's it's hard it's hard because we're constantly it's a hamster wheel inside of our brains mm -hmm. and and but you know my husband I don't know if it's a gender thing I'm just saying in our relationship <laughs> he has no problem <laughs> shutting it off and I know that's true for a lot of my for friends too yeah you mm -hmm. know and there's the picture of I mean I usually go to bed before him every night and then he's up working and yet I'm still awake yes. two hours later mm -hmm. when he gets to bed and he's snoring and I'm still not asleep right. and I'm like yeah. oh, now I'm angry <laughs> 
and then an hour later one of them has a bad dream and is like so then at what point at what point are you going to sleep and then one's waking you up at 5 30 and you look and you say maybe maybe three four hours you know straight in a row so one day, one well, day. But you're saying no. Yeah, you're saying I just want to say I don't mean to be that. Well, and but it is that turning your mind off. Like the meditation, yeah. I think is, and I have a hard time doing. I'm you. Yeah. With yeah. the four thousand things in my head, right. but mm-hmm. that is what it is. It's turning yeah. your mind off and allowing your body to to live mm-hmm. into sleep mm-hmm. and yep. not try to fight it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes just getting giving yourself some time. I know we've talked about naps before on this show, mm-hmm. but yeah. every once in a while your body just really is calling you to lay down and take a break. Whether it's a 20 minute right. close your eyes and just let your body rest or right. really take a full blown, you know, wipe the slobber off your mouth when you yeah. wake up sleep. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so good to refresh mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we just think, "Oh, I don't have time for that." Or we feel guilty. Or feel guilty, guilty about it's it. The guilt. Yeah, it's, it's, a, the it's guilt. all about the guilt. Yeah. Um, but, but we need to get past that and say, like, our bodies are, are a machine that need mm-hmm. to be taken care of, right? We'd never say, oh, I don't have time to stop for gas for my car. Like, it right. just would stop working, right? right? So right. we almost have to take mm-hmm. ourselves out of the, that guilt phase and say, we really need to take care of us so we can continue to take care of everyone else. Yeah, right. and other cultures do it. I mean, I even see on my own block, you know, when someone has a baby, mom comes from another mm-hmm. country and she's there for a year. Yeah. When that year is yeah. up, the mother-in-law comes right. for a year. Yeah. And, you know, there's the part in me, the American, who's going, well, good for you. You've got help 24-7. And can't. Right. Well, wonderful. Yeah. And maybe we yeah. should be adopting more of that. Right. It takes a village. Yep. Because clearly they've got something right, yeah. you know, that, yep. that they're asking for that help. There so are certainly great. some huge pros to that, you mm-hmm. know. So um, I think sleep, we could really talk about sleep on and on and there's so many aspects of it that go into so many parts of our health and our happiness and raising a family but the amount and quality of sleep you get changes as you go through different phases of parenting we wish you all nine straight hours tonight (laughs) we'll be right back with more of the naperville moms network stay tuned Welcome back to the Naperville Moms Network. The loss of a family member, friend, or pet is not the easiest thing to go through for a family. Helping our kids through a loss like this will eventually be a part of our parenting journey. Do you guys have any suggestions as to how you've dealt with a loss? I think the hardest thing about loss in general is that you're going through your own thing with it. I mean, we all handle loss differently, and we actually go through different stages of like grief or mm-hmm. um, all of that. And so. We're managing our own emotions, but at the same time having to pay attention to our children mm-hmm. yeah. who are also going through those stages, and maybe not at the same time we are. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we could maybe underestimate what they're feeling because of how we are feeling. Sure. Uh, we, our most recent loss, I, don't, I mean, not that we've had all these losses, but our most recent loss was our pet. And he had been in our family for 12 years. We loved our dog, but he, you know, he was sick, and so it wasn't like something that was not necessarily we didn't know was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the day did come, I really underestimated how my teenage son 
would react. I knew it would be mm -hmm. bad because they were very close, but I didn't realize how heart-wrenchingly bad it was, like how he couldn't get over it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then he was the one that actually said to me, you know, my whole life he's been here. I don't know what my life will be like now. Mm -hmm. wow. And it was like he was missing the dog, but I think that's what lost is so hard for kids because they know this is what my life has been like. Mm -hmm. My life has been with that person in our, or mm -hmm. this is the yeah. house we've lived mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Now what happens? And what happens to me? I don't know what life looks like. They've never gone through loss before. Mm -hmm. They don't know yeah. how it looks on the other side. Mm -hmm. So we have to really pay attention to like kids worried about themselves mm -hmm. and how they're, they're going to make it through. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think um, children don't have as much experience as we might or have those coping skills or mechanisms. Right. Sure. So I think it helps to have these conversations regularly. They don't have to be drastic, but just preparing them that life has unexpected mm -hmm. events that come through. Things might not go our way or we might have to deal with loss of a friend mm -hmm. moving out of town or in the family a parent losing their job so I think these are conversations we need to have on a regular basis and obviously age appropriate too but as you're going through something how you're coping right. or what's going through your mind mm -hmm. so when they have those kind of events happen they're kind of thinking through you know I remember my mom or dad this is what they said, yes, it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they were sad. They were, mm -hmm. I saw them crying. Right. And yeah, it was I okay. I saw them having emotion yeah. over it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's part of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. endings are part of life and mm -hmm. loss is. And I think it's okay to have um, every emotion that, you know, you need to have. Absolutely. And I also think we underestimate um, not only their reaction, but what young children can understand. Mm -hmm. um, I know my grandmother passed away within the past um, eight months. And my children, you know, grew up knowing a great grandmother. We're very, very close. Um, my mom's an only child, so we're a close-knit family. And she, you know, she was sick for a little while, and so I started to have those kind of preparatory conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because with my oldest, I, I coddled kind of and, and had more conversations with her, and I didn't dismiss my son. But I guess all around me, people would say he's he's not going to understand. Mm -hmm. He's not well. You know, I had them go to the wake and the funeral, which was a different conversation, um, for that closure. And he went to a preschool program. And I never had even asked him if he was okay. And when I went to pick him up, the teacher said, did your grandmother die? I said, mm. yeah. He said, my nanny died. It was really sad. We went to the funeral for two days. She's in heaven now. I mean, completely articulated that to his teacher. Yep. Said he needed a hug from the teacher, oh, and that was that. Oh, wow. And I thought, mm. oh my goodness. I didn't even concentrate on him, because right. here I thought, you don't really understand what's going on. But sometimes they do. Right. And it's yeah. my, I'm happy that they spent six hours, you know, at the wake, because they see that family together time, you know? and. Of course, they behaved because they can see right. how important it is. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so mm -hmm. it's. I think sometimes that closure is what's needed for no matter what age. And it also helps them not just focus mm -hmm. on the missing part, like the lost part. Mm -hmm. It helps them focus on the memories, the happy, the mm -hmm. celebrated, yeah. not the celebratory part of it. Right. You know, when right. my dad passed away 15 years ago, my youngest wasn't born yet. The two older kids were little. And they only knew my dad as being very sick. And mm -hmm. my older nieces and nephews, they knew my dad 
healthy. Mm -hmm. And so having them share those stories with my children, mm -hmm. that was just such, that was a gift. Like that was yeah. how they were getting to mm -hmm. know somebody that they loved already, but getting to know them on a different level. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes if we focus on that with the kids, like having those conversations, mm -hmm. it helps them see kind of the, the how this, how loss is and that yeah. we can still be happy and appreciative of the time we've had wherever yeah. that's been. My grandmother passed away maybe five months ago and she was 91. My grandfather's still alive. He's turning 94 in a week or two. <laughs> and she said she didn't feel great and she went to bed and um, my grandfather said when he went to wake her up the next morning, he kind of knew that she had mm -hmm. passed and she had a little smile on her face and I thought, ooh, sign me up for that, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. um, but we flew out to have just a very small luncheon um, and we have family that lives far away, so we didn't have the experience of having mm -hmm. my kids' great-grandparents mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. They met them maybe four times, um, so it really wasn't a large relationship, but it's been in the past couple of years, I've really made a point to make sure that we go, when we go to New Jersey, we make a point mm -hmm. to go to South Jersey to see them, and so when I told my kids, my oldest son, Christopher, was kind of, he paused, and he was like, oh, he's like, really sorry to hear that. He's like, thank you so much for taking the time and effort to bring us there so we could get mm -hmm. to know them. Mm -hmm. right. I was like, oh, you know, it's so it's so interesting. Sometimes children are our best teachers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I'm doing this, you know, they're not going to have this big relationship with them, but I didn't realize that it actually meant quite that much to them. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. And then at the luncheon, um, I mean, I myself only saw my grandmother once a year for a couple of hours. That's really not enough. It right. wasn't like right. a full-time person in my life. And I would get a letter from her here and there. I get an email from mm -hmm. her here and there. We had a nice relationship, but it was so awesome, like you said, Patty, to hear other people talk mm -hmm. about her. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the chaplain at the retirement home came in and said that um, Jean, that's her, her name, her number one mission was to make sure that no one was by themselves and no one was alone and that she always wanted to connect people. And I was like, I got like the chills. I was like, that's what I do, yeah, you know? And yeah. I didn't even know that that was a part mm -hmm. of who she was. Not mm -hmm. that I didn't see the beautiful parts of her, but mm -hmm. it's really nice to hear that and get that perspective from people that knew her better. Right. Yeah. So that closure, that mm -hmm. time, me, seeing family that you maybe haven't seen for five, ten years, mm -hmm. it's, it, yeah. it can be a real nice positive right. in times as well. Yeah, there are other forms of loss too. Absolutely. Um, for a child especially. I know we had a neighbor three doors down and I just, it really, really, my daughter took it hard because that was her best friend. And I, I wasn't making light of it, but I remember talking to someone and I said, Come on, you know, friends are going to move yeah. away. And she, they said, At five, that's like a death. Like they're moving yeah. across mm -hmm. the country. That's it's their as whole if life. she's not going to be here anymore, right. you yep. know, and it kind of made me look at it differently. You know, I don't know if you've had. No, we've had that, especially Naperville where we live. <clears throat> we have a lot of families moving in and mm -hmm. moving out. It's transient mm -hmm. in some ways. Yeah. So kids have to learn. My kids have had some of their best friends move, and it was devastating for them, yeah. you know. So it's just just kind of figuring out absolutely and I think that's that. the key is teaching them how to deal with those emotions right. and that it's okay really teaching them those coping mechanism and sometimes sharing our own personal experiences of loss we might have mm -hmm. how we're going through it it's not easy it mm -hmm. takes time yeah. so I think it helps mm -hmm. when you can model model they and they need to know them exactly. go through that exactly yeah. right. and yep. not feel like their parents have got it you know it's it, them seeing 
seeing your vulnerability is mm -hmm. good for them mm -hmm. to know, okay, it's mm -hmm. not going to be easy. Well, in today's age of social media, um, mm -hmm. Christopher had one of his best friends move away. Um, and. I thought it was like three years, it had been a lot longer than that. Well, he just came back to visit, they reconnected, and now um, this boy's gonna fly in to see Christopher for a couple days um, and stay with them. And and really, I think that's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. You can still mm -hmm. stay connected. So when someone moves away nowadays, it, it is- FaceTime, it, we FaceTime, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's opportunities to still right. connect with each other and be like, I know this yeah. is awful, All but right. hey, we're gonna try once every two years to get together, or if that's impossible, mm -hmm. that to be able to to still connect yeah. and and, and be it with makes each an other. imprint. My brother-in-law, he's about 25 and when my daughter's friend moved away, he said, "You know, one of my worst memories as a child is I had a neighbor, I would go knock on the door, we'd play and one day I knocked and it was literally oh. another family." Well, this is obviously before oh. social media. He goes, "I was crushed. What do yeah, you mean they just right. moved?" And he said years later when Facebook came out, <laughs> he got a message and said, "I'm so from this guy saying I'm so sorry, you know, yeah. uh, my family, my dad had to move and this happened, oh but God. it was on their minds like right. 15 years later." Yeah. At least now we do have that technology right. to keep that must in touch. Awesome. Yeah. He know? said I he goes I was only 6 or 7 and I will never forget going, "What do you mean Johnny's not here?" Yeah. yeah. And to remember that now and say, one of my worst childhood mm -hmm. memories. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's part of life, I think, if we sugarcoat things mm -hmm. and we don't allow them to right. experience mm -hmm. them, then, you know, we're just creating a false sense of Absolutely. what to expect yep. in the future. I think they need to learn the uncertainty in life. Yeah. You know, everything's yeah. not going to stay the same way and the unexpected. Yep. Yeah. I think prepares well, them. And for me, you know, you don't, I've said it before, you don't get married hoping to get divorced. Mm -hmm. But when we went through our divorce, the kids were, you know, young. And I remember just trying to make it as positive as possible mm -hmm. with also giving them some space and time and ask them, how are you doing with this? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, this kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? right. Um, and although we've done, a, I think, a really good job of co-parenting and having two happy, healthy households for them to go to where it's not a really big stress of I'm going to mom or dad's. Yeah. A lot of children don't have that as well. Yeah. So yeah. giving them just their voice mm -hmm. of this is uncomfortable to me, mm -hmm. this is not you know, the best, the best thing for me, mm -hmm. um, and give validity to their emotions. That's it. You know like what I mean? Being able to ask them, how are you doing with this? Yeah. And it's okay yep. if you want right. to say this sucks, because it does. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Loss is a part of life, unfortunately. Helping your kids process their emotions and providing a source of comfort will always help them get through these difficult times. We appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Naperville Moms Network. And remember, you're always invited. Thank you.